What an awesome God we have this morning. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Thank you, Lord, on this Thursday morning that we can know, that we can know you, that we can know that you do great things, that we can crown you with many crowns. Our good news on this Thursday morning, Romans 11, verse 36. For from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forevermore. Amen. Four minutes past the hour on this Thursday morning, our devotional coming up right after this song. Here's Shane and Shane. Crown him with many crowns.
Lord, you are worthy this morning. We crown you with many crowns. King of kings, you are Lord of lords. And we bow down before you today. Help us to live for you. Help us to make every moment about you and, Lord, not about us. Because truly we know today that it's not about us. It's about you. You know what? That's what our theme verse is about this morning. Romans 11, verse number 36. Our devotional this morning from the Community Prayer Time Network. Dr. Rick Warren writes this. Romans eleven thirty six, the New Living Bible. For everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by His power. And everything is for His glory. Listen to this. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about God. Those two go together. And the reason it's not about you and me is because it's all about God. Until we get this, life is not going to make sense to us. Until we understand this, that everything comes from God alone, everything lives by His power, and everything is for His glory. Until we get that, we're not even going to make sense to each other. The goal of our lives is not pleasure or possessions, prestige, power, politics, or even popularity. It's not anything that the world values. But the goal of your life and the goal of my life, the goal of the Community Prayer Time Network, is to glorify God. To bring glory to God. Everything on the planet and in the universe was created for God's glory. What's the implication of that? If it's all about God and it's not about us or about making money or popularity or any of those other things that the world thinks is important, then the implication is this, that loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength must be our first priority. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is likened to it, namely that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Nothing tops this, folks. If we miss this, we've wasted our lives. The most important thing in life is to love God and to get to know the God who created us. So how do we do that? Well, one of the things that you've chosen to do today is to begin the day with prayer and Bible reading and encouragement, encouraging one another through the Community Prayer Time Network. But don't allow this to take place of your personal devotional time with God. Find time to spend with the Lord. Just you in God. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. That's our daily devotional here from Dr. Rick Warren. Romans 11:36. For everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by His power. Everything is for His glory. Romans 11:36. Your temperatures today in the eastern Arkansas Delta are going to be in the 60s this morning. It feels great out there, doesn't it? High temperatures reaching up into the mid to upper 80s this afternoon. We had a little bit of a cool front come through, so that's been really nice. A full day of sunshine, no rain in the forecast anywhere around us. Tonight it's going to be abnormally cool. They're calling for temperatures to be in the upper 50s as our low temperatures tonight. 
Man, what a blessing. Well, our prayer time coming up in about three minutes from now. And we're looking forward to spending some time together in prayer on this Thursday morning. If you've got a prayer need, you can text us at 870-205-0600. Again, that's 870-205-0600. I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend. There is beauty in what I can understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for George Price, Director of the Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization at the Department of State. His office works to maximize prime and subcontracting opportunities for U.S. businesses. Philippians 2.4 reminds us of the importance of helping others rise up. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for George Price as he helps small businesses. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, 
Go to pausetopray.org. Good Thursday morning on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday morning, about 16 minutes past the hour. You're listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. Our daily morning prayer time begins right now. If you have a prayer need, you can text us this morning at 870-205-0600. Got folks waiting to join with you in prayer. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you've invited someone to join you on the morning prayer time. Have you invited somebody lately? Have you let them know that we're joining with others in prayer and God is answering prayer, God's moving in great ways? Did you Have you told them about the programming or the music that we get to enjoy together? 24 hours a day. Music and programming here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Your listener-supported online Christian radio station And I tell you what, depending on where you live, more than likely, you won't find anything else like it on your radio tuner, will you? No, there's, we're blessed to be able to offer the programming. Katie and I were talking about that yesterday. We were going down the road. We were taking Daniel to the hospital in DeWitt yesterday. We got about 20 minutes right before church was fixing to start. And Daniel, he had to vomit, and he's had a runny nose, he was coughing, and he vomited, and they said, no, we're, we're calling, calling the ministry team in to help us. So we did that, we called the ministry team, and we all felt in consensus that it'd probably be best just to dismiss services yesterday evening, just to be on the safe side. So that's what we did. And we went and got tested yesterday evening. Daniel's test, everything came back good and negative for COVID-19. So he does not have COVID, okay? Thank you, Lord, for that. Can I get an amen this morning? But he has RSV, and so just a glorified cold. So you pray for him. Pray God to continue to have his hand upon his body, keep us from the virus, and everything be just fine. We're trusting God. We're trusting our good news verse today. Romans eleven thirty six. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. That's what we're trusting this morning. But as we went to DeWitt yesterday, we were listening to the radio station and we was just talking about how blessed we are. I was telling Katie what I shared with you all yesterday about Mr. Richard, uh, not Mr. Richard, Mr. Larry, and uh, about how, you know, Mr. Larry might not listen to preaching, but he was listening to that kid's devotional with my boys when we were driving down the road the other day, 
interacting and engaging with it in conversation. And oh, it was a blessing. So you pray. You pray this morning. All right, our prayer time. Pray for our local churches and pastors and pastors' wives, deacons, deacon wives. I tell you, we're blessed with a good deacon and deacon wife here. Thankful to God for them, for their ministry. You pray for them. Continue to pray for our discipleship groups, ministry teams, youth leaders, children's ministry leaders, song leaders. Pray for everybody in our local churches. Pray for the homebound. Pray God to help them to get what they need. I tell you what, not everybody is able to go to church, but I was listening to the 4 o'clock program yesterday as we were, well, I missed the 4 o'clock hour, but I, I went back and listened to it because I'm able to do that, having it all on my phone and stuff. So I went back and listened Listened to Janet Mefford and Pastor Robert Jeffress from Dallas First Baptist Church that were talking about, you know, it's time for people to get out of their pajamas and start going back to church. Now, not everybody's able to do that. A lot of folks are homebound and sick and not able to. But if you're able to be in church, be in church. Fellowship and strengthen the body of Christ. Pray for a church. Well, pray for a, uh, actually... Pray for a wedding venue owner in North Carolina as the Christian Law Association attorneys assist them in laws pertaining to what they can do as a private business owner. A wedding venue owner wanting to know what they're allowed to do, not allowed to do, who can they serve, who can they turn away. I tell you, that'd be a tough business to be in, you know it. A wedding venue owner. You got unbiblical. I don't even want to call them marriages. I would say unbiblical relationships that come before you, and they want to get married in your facility and use your property. And you say, hey, "Hold on, just a minute. That doesn't line up with scriptural definition of marriage." Well, you do that, and automatically you're going to have a lawsuit. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider with that. Let me give you an update yesterday. You know, we've been praying this week for one who went for a biopsy over the weekend. They went on Friday. And they've been waiting over the weekend for the biopsy to come back. A biopsy on a mass on the pancreas. And yesterday we got an update that that mass is cancerous. And so we want to join with this couple in prayer we want to pray for them and lift them up this morning Lord we do pray right now Lord this isn't the news that they were expecting and this isn't what they were looking to hear but I'm thankful that in the text message they shared that they are they are confident that God is in control Lord, you're not just in control, you're in total control, is what they said. And they're going to trust that you will be with them through this. So Lord, we thank you for this confidence. Thank you for this perspective that they share. We pray that as they have the follow-up visits with the doctors and 
begin to lay out a plan that you would help them, guide them, and direct them, Lord. Help this couple in Jesus' name. Another listener waiting for the biopsy results on a pancreatic biopsy. Uh, mass also on their pancreas. And so you pray for them today. Pray God has strengthened and helped them. You know, I think I saw a post yesterday that this is or was Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Is that for August? Is that right? Somebody help me this morning. So you pray for them today. Pray for have special prayer this morning. I don't know if Miss Diane's listening this morning. Miss Diane, we want you to know we love you. We're praying for you today. Her and Mr. Jackie celebrate 51 years of marriage today. And Mr. Jackie went home to be with the Lord just a few weeks ago. And we want you to know we love you. We're praying for you. I tell you what, if you've got Miss Diane's phone number, won't you shoot her a text message and let her know that we're praying for her this morning, praying for their family this morning. Pray that God would help them, strengthen them, encourage them today. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for 50 years of marriage they were able to celebrate together while both of them were living. Continue to pray for the situation over in Afghanistan. I was listening to a news report just a few minutes ago before we went live on the air, and I'll have to look at the details and understand a little bit more about it. But the news report was indicating that the president and the U.S. government would be working with the Taliban in Afghanistan for future things. They're going to work in cooperation with the Taliban. I think that's the word they used, work in cooperation with the Taliban. So you pray for the Afghanistan government there that's now taking over. Pray for the Afghan people. Pray for the Christians that are being persecuted for their faith. As the Taliban goes door to door. And I don't know, I guess it's a truthful report that the Afghan Taliban is going from door to door, checking people's phones, looking for the Bible apps and any indication that they are a Christian. I heard I heard Glenn Beck on a report say that on some paperwork that had been filled out, there was a checkbox asking the Afghan citizens if they were converted Christians. It's not just Christians, but converted Christians. Converting from their Islamic faith to becoming a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And so all that paperwork is now in the hand of the Taliban, and they're going to be going through that and looking through it. And I tell you, that's, that's scary. They need our prayers. Our missionaries that are serving, that are still over there, you pray for them and others today. Lord, please help them. Let me give you the phone number once again. Our text line, our 24-hour text line, the number to text, 
205-0600. Do you have a prayer need today? We're joining together in prayer. Many of you might know Miss Deborah Funk. We've been praying for her this week. She went on Tuesday, I believe it was, for her pre-op. And right now, I believe probably right now, she's in operation. They're working on a torn meniscus, a chipped bone, and several other things that she has going on. You pray for her today. Lord, we pray right now that you'd help Miss Deborah. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen her, encourage her. I know she's been in a lot of pain, been very uncomfortable, unable to walk comfortably. And Lord, she's just kept on keeping on. She's kept on going. So we pray for her today. Pray for her, Merle. Help him today in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for Miss K. Pitts. I seen her yesterday. And continue to pray for that foot and her healing and recovery. Continue to pray for Chad Coleman as well as he continues to fight against this cancer you pray for his body and pray for him pray for that young family of his continue to pray for the pope family continue to pray for others that are dealing with grief and the loss of loved ones pray on saturday pastor jarvis smith and their family they'll have the homegoing service for first lady cynthia smith you pray for this local church. i seen Pastor Jarvis is back in the pulpit. I think it was back the following Sunday. And so you pray for this family today. Looking at the prayer wall for Love Worth Finding, one of our ministry partners. Let me give you the phone number once again, and I'll remind you that we'll share names only if we have permission to share names. We don't share names if you... If you ask us not to, we or just by default, we don't share names. But if you say it's okay, or if you include that name in there and let us know, we'll share that name, 870-205-0600. Our prayer wall with the ministry of love we're finding. Pray for Richard, asking prayer for Sharon, that her eyes would be open and her soul would be saved and that she would acknowledge that she has a need for a Savior. Lord, what a great prayer request today. Ask in prayer for one to be saved. I wonder, do you know anybody today that needs to be saved? You text us. Let us know so we can join with you in prayer. Pray for Althea. Ask in prayer for a sister by the name of Monique. She is recovering from covid Pray for her to be full of energy, fully restored, and able to breathe completely on her own. Pray for the pneumonia to leave her body and pray that their dad, Alton, would, would be healed. He's got some issues going on. We pray for Alton today as well. Listen to this praise report this morning. I tell you, I love to get praise reports, don't you? Maybe you have a praise report you want to share with us on the Community Prayer Time Network. Maybe you want to tell others about how much the Community Prayer Time means to you. You can shoot us a text message and let us know, and we'll share that information. Gerald says, praise God. Please pray. God has several, uh, answered several prayers that he's placed before his throne. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. 
Oh, pray for Matt. Listen to this, folks. Pray that my hair would stop falling out. I move my hands through my hair and all of my hair just comes out. This is an urgent prayer request. Please pray that God would stop this process from happening. I don't know if don't know if Matt is dealing with cancer and this is a side effect, a result and consequence of some of the treatments. I don't know the details, but you pray for Matt today. All right, let me give you one more, one more prayer request. This is an anonymous request, and it says, My daughter has been astray and hateful toward me since her brother died in 2008. She came back to the family because her dad is ill. Now, she's been nice, but I notice she is still playing some deceiving games behind my back. She needs salvation. God can change her. Lord, I pray for this family situation right now. I pray for this mom who is concerned about her daughter. I pray for this husband who is ill and sick. And Lord, I pray that you would work in their lives. Lord, this is a tough situation. Help them in Jesus' name. Another anonymous request comes in on our prayer line this morning. Pray for, pray for my marriage. Pray for my marriage. Lord, I pray right now that you'd meet this need according to your riches and glory by Christ. And to you that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to your riches and glory by Christ. Lord, you said in your word that how can two walk together except they be agreed? So I pray for this husband and this wife today that they would agree so that they might walk in unity. Lord, that they would agree to put you first. Lord, both of them. I know that one of them is, but I pray that the other would also be willing. Help them today, I pray. Lord, thank you for being so good to us. We pray again now for our first responders as we come to a close in our prayer time. We pray for our first responders, our military today. Lord, would you keep our military safe? I pray for Sam. and Lord, I pray that you'd help him with his continued testing and all that he's doing right now as he works to become an army ranger. I pray for Jasper and Brent today. Lord, we ask you that you'd help them and touch their lives. We pray for Max in the Air Force, and Lord, we pray for Joey today, a paramedic. Lord, help their families. Pray for our president, President Joe Biden, Vice President Harris today. Pray for their families. Help them. Lord, work out your purposes even when things seem gloomy and dim. We know that all things work together for good. For those of us as Christians who love you and are called according to your purposes, everything's going to work out just fine. Thank you for that. Thank you for that hope that we have. Help us today in Jesus' name. 
name we pray. Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break this morning. We're going to be right back right after this commercial break. We've got our trivia question. Hope you don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Maybe you want to invite somebody to join with us again. You can text us at 870-205-0600. Download the app Live 365 or go on to the desktop browser communityprayertime.org. Let's check in with Daniel. Have a couple of commercials real quick and then our trivia here in just a few minutes. Good morning, everybody. This is Stanley on Logan. Thank you for listening to the radio. Jesus is risen and he's coming again. So be ready. You're listening to Lighten Up, brought to you by Compassion International, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Lighten Up is meant to encourage your joy in the Lord. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford of Compassion International, warning you that you may want to hold your nose as author, speaker, and comedian Ken Davis shares about the time he bagged a goat. In 1990, I went hunting in Colorado and got a goat. I took the meat to a butcher and asked him to cut it into steaks. He said, goat meat is terrible, uh, throw it away. But I insisted, I, I want to use the meat. The first time I threw goat meat in the frying pan, it took no more than 10 seconds for the family to clear the house. I had never smelled anything so horrible in my life. My wife Diane said that if I ever tried to cook goat meat again, she would call the police and have them put me in jail. I took the meat back to the butcher and asked if he could make sausage that, that wouldn't require cooking. He said he could do it if he used enough spices to cover up the goat taste. A week later, I was sitting on the living room sofa eating sausage, drinking Coke, and watching a football game. All I did was a small, manly belch, just a tiny one. The family bolted for the doors and stood in the street as Diane dialed the SWAT team. I ended up eating all the sausage, but I had to do it in a remote place, miles from home where no people or animals could be harmed. The lesson is this, no matter how you try to spice up the bad things in your life, the goat comes back. It will affect you and the people around you. Get rid of the goat, lighten up and live. You've been listening to Lighten Up with Ken Davis. For more information, you can visit us on the web at Compassion.com. I'm Dr. Wes Stafford of Compassion, encouraging you to lighten up and live. 7.39 Central Standard Time here on the Community Prayer Time Network, picking things up a little bit this morning. We're looking at things getting better. You know why we can say everything's going to get better? Because all things are created by Him and for Him and through Him. To him be glory forevermore. Amen. Romans 11, verse 36, our good news today from God's Word. All right, the top 10 things people want in life, but they just can't seem to get it. People want this. They want things to get better. I tell you what, there's 10 things, but we're going to make it tough. I'm looking for number seven. Out of the top 10 things that people want in life, what is the top seventh answer? 870-205-0600. Let us know what you think the answer is this morning. Number seven of the top 10 things that people want, but they just can't seem to get it. Again, 870 205 
0600. Here's Hezekiah Walker. Everything's going to get better. Things are going to get better, aren't they? That's right. All right, the number to text, 870-205-0600. The top 10 things that people want in life. They want this. They want this to happen in their life. They want to feel this, but they just can't seem to get it. Don't give up. I'm looking for answer number seven this morning. Go ahead and text us, 870 870- Two zero five zero six hundred. There's ten things. You say, well, what kind of things are people looking for? All right, I'm going to give you the number one answer. I'm going to give you the number one answer. Are you ready? Happiness. Happiness. People want happiness in their life, in their family, in their finances, in their job. The pursuit of happiness. Doesn't that sound right? I know that from somewhere. To all men, we are given the right to life and liberty and the pursuit of what? Happiness. That's why we are blessed to live in America, folks. All right, that's the number one answer. Can you figure out what number seven is? going to get better number seven out of the top 10 things that people want in life but they just 
can't seem to find it? The number seven answer is fulfillment, gratification, satisfaction. You know, when you go to the job and you clock in and you clock out and you leave feeling so exhausted, so wore out. And then when you wake up in the morning and you don't even want to roll out of bed to go to work, that's not fulfillment. But I tell you what, when you go and you work and you serve and you serve others and you see your life, you see your opportunity, you see your marriage, you see your finances, you see your career, your education, your athletics, all of this is designed to bring glory to God. And I tell you what, when you and I keep that in mind, there'll be fulfillment. Find something that you love to do. You'll never work a day in your life. That's what we were told growing up. That's what I was told in high school. Whenever we were looking through on-the-job training opportunities, career opportunities, and they said, you find something that you love, you'll never have to work a day in your life. That's the way that I want my relationship with the Lord to be. I love the Lord. And you know what? I'm reminded that our, our verse, there it is again. Romans 11:36. For from him and through him and to him are all things to him be glory forever. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Because he's done great things. Here's a song. It's titled, He's Done Great Things. Listen to this together this morning. Our kids' devotional coming up right after this.
Great things this morning that God's doing, great things He's doing in our lives, great things He's doing through the Community Prayer Time Network. Aren't you thankful to be a part of a great family like this? I tell you, I am. I look forward to it every single day. Here's our Kids for Kids devotional this morning, and uh, we'll have Dr. Adrian Rogers coming up in about 10 minutes. I don't want to help at the homeless shelter anymore. If they just made better decisions, they'd be fine. If that was true, then no one would receive the grace of God. Well, hi, my name is Zach, and it's a great day here at Keys for Kids. I hope that you're having a great day, too. Thanks for listening. If you've ever seen a homeless person on the street, then you might wonder whether or not you should help them. Some people say that homeless people don't deserve help because they're probably making bad decisions in life or because they're lazy. But remember, if God only helped people that deserved help, well, we would all be in big trouble. Instead, God sent his son Jesus to offer grace and forgiveness to everybody, whether they deserve it or not. And we can do the same for people that we see who are hurting or poor. But for more guidance on helping the homeless, make sure you ask your parents or a trusted adult for advice. Let's listen to our story now. It's entitled, Who Deserves Help? Nolan tossed his basketball at the hoop and watched it sail through the net. Are you ready to go serve dinner at the homeless shelter, Nolan? Dad said as he came out of the house. We need to leave soon. Every third Tuesday, Nolan's dad went to the shelter to help serve a meal, and Nolan often went with him. I decided not to go anymore, Dad, Nolan said. He threw the ball again. I thought you liked helping there, said Dad in surprise. What made you change your mind? Well, Brett Thompson says it's a waste of time because those people don't deserve our help. He says they wouldn't be poor and homeless if they worked harder and made better decisions. I see said Dad. Then he made a quick motion and stole the ball. Let's see who can shoot the most baskets in the next five minutes, Dad said. You're on, said Nolan. They took turns shooting, and Nolan soon scored more baskets than his dad. You sure have improved, observed Dad. It was nice of your coach to spend so much time helping you this year. Yeah, said Nolan. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Some of the guys even wanted me off the team, but coach didn't listen to them. 
He didn't let those kids decide whether or not you deserved help? Asked Dad. No, said Nolan. Otherwise, I'd still be... He froze. Oh, he said, realizing what his dad was getting at. You know, said Dad, if help was only given to those who deserve it, none of us would have received the gift of salvation from Jesus. We were hopeless sinners, but he decided to save us by dying for our sins. He tossed the basketball to Nolan. I'm so thankful he did that for me. That's why I help out at the homeless shelter, so I can share the hope he offers with others who need it. I guess you're right, Dad, Nolan said. It's not up to me to decide who deserves help and who doesn't. Can you wait till I change my shirt so I can go to the shelter with you? Dad smiled. I think I can do that. So what about you? Do you think people in difficult life situations deserve to be there? Do you think it's their own fault? Remember that some people may not have the same opportunities and support that you've been given in life. Don't judge them because of it. If Jesus had decided to help only those who deserve it, none of us would have received his forgiveness and salvation. Help others in need because he showed you love and mercy when you didn't deserve it. Our key verse is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 40. The king, Jesus, will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And our key thought, show God's love by helping others. We do a lot more here at Keys for Kids than the stories you hear every day. We run a whole radio station made just for you. There's fun music from Lads and Go Fish, programs like Adventures in Odyssey and Red Rock Mysteries, plus contests and games. Go to keysforkids.net to tune in. And thanks for listening to Keys for Kids. And if you want to hear that again today at 3.30, it'll air this afternoon. Our Keys for Kids devotional, always look forward to that. Temperatures in the 60s this morning. Feels great out there, doesn't it? High today in the upper 80s this afternoon. Full sunshine, no rain in the forecast. Cool temperatures in the upper 50s tonight. Here, sisters, it's all about Jesus. Dr. Adrian Rogers after this.
Let others know today that you say, you know what, my life, oh, it's not about me. No, it's all about Jesus. That's right. It's all about Jesus. Lord, today we pray again that you go before us. Helps to hear your Holy Spirit behind us saying, this is the way to walk ye in it. Lord, help us as we put on the whole armor of God. Our loins girt about with truth, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, and pray it always with all prayer and supplication. Help us today in Jesus' name. 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Here's Dr. Adrian Rogers. Love worth finding. Airs right now and again at 8 o'clock this evening. Who is at risk of falling in this spiritual battle? Listen to Adrian Rogers. Jesus made peace with the blood of his cross. And if you don't have this, you're going to slip and fall in the battle. So many people, I've seen them fall, not because of a lack of integrity and not because of a lack of purity, but because of a lack of tranquility. Something will happen. Some sickness, some disappointment, some financial reverse, some wayward child, and they lose their peace. You put on those shoes of peace so you can have a firm place to stand. Because if you don't, you may slip and you may fall. Welcome to Love Worth Finding. Whether we realize it or not, we're part of a war between light and dark, good and evil, heaven and hell, Jesus and Satan. We cannot afford to be ignorant and we cannot possibly be neutral. In part one of today's program, Pastor Adrian Rogers said, when you were born again, you were born from above. And you being heaven born are heaven bound. You were born for the battle and you were born to win. Ephesians chapter 6 shows us how to prepare ourselves for this battle. If you have your Bible, turn there now as Adrian Rogers presents the powerful conclusion of Christian warfare. This is a wonderful passage of Scripture that talks about the Christian warrior. There's several things I want you to notice. First of all, the Christian warrior and his adversary. We must, we must know our enemy. Look, if you will, in verse 11. He says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's your adversary. You must know your enemy. He is called the devil. He is very real. The Bible does not speak of him as some figment of the imagination, but it has always been his purpose to pull the veil of darkness over his kingdom and either have his very existence denied for a while, but he really doesn't want that. He wants worship, and he will only use this disguise so long before he removes the veil himself and says, bow down and worship me. Now, it's important that we understand who the devil is in our warfare because if there is no enemy, there's going to be no preparation for war. In your flesh, you are no match for your adversary. You are puny and weak if you come against Satan in your own strength. He is powerful. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers authorities. Now, that's the very first thing you need to understand. That is the Christian warrior and his adversary, the devil. Now, here's the second thing, how important it is that you understand this, and that is the Christian warrior and his armor. We need not only to recognize our enemy, we need to prepare for the battle. 
Now, if you don't prepare for the battle, you're going to lose it. You are to put on the whole armor of God, and it is to be holy armor. Notice verse 13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That is so very important, that you take the whole armor, that you don't leave off a piece. Now, let's look at that armor, and God describes that armor. First of all, look at it. He says here, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. First of all, you put on the girdle of truth, which is the believer's integrity. Truth stands for integrity. You see, a soldier in that day wore a tunic, and he had a leather belt. Sometimes you see motorcycle riders with a leather belt around. Sometimes you see weightlifters with a big, strong leather belt around them, because that is to hold this center of strength together. And a warrior in that day had a leather belt, uh, a girdle that was cinched up tight to prepare him for the battle, to protect his loins. And on that uh, belt, he would hang his weapons of warfare. His dagger would be there. His sword might be there. Uh, this belt was very important, and it held his tunic together because he didn't want his long-flowing tunic to be out in the wind or to be snagged or to be caught. And so, he is to wear a girdle, a belt of truth. Now, that belt, my friend, is integrity. It is integrity that holds everything else together. Truth and integrity are synonymous. You are to believe the truth. You are to know the truth. You are to love the truth. You are to tell the truth. You are to live the truth. You are to preach the truth. And if you don't, your life is going to come apart. If you do not have the girdle of truth, if you do not have integrity in your life, in the big things and in the small things, you are going to lose the battle. It is truth that holds everything together. And without truth, everything falls apart. Here's the second piece of armor. That is the breastplate of righteousness. Now, righteousness is the believer's uh, purity. That is, there is to be no unconfessed, unrepented of sin in your life. A warrior at this time had a breastplate. It would be made of woven chains sometimes. It would cover his heart. It would cover his lungs. It would cover his intestines, his vital organs. And without that breastplate, of course, uh, he was very vulnerable to any sword thrust, to any arrow. And so he has to have a breastplate, and that breastplate is righteousness. And what is righteousness? It is purity. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, I'm asking you a question. Don't answer it out loud, but answer it. Is your heart pure? I mean, is your heart pure before God? If not, you cannot win in the warfare. There's a piece of your armor that is missing. Now, Satan fears a holy Christian. Thirdly, you put on the shoes of peace. Look, if you will, also in verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. A Roman soldier needed good shoes to fight with. A Roman soldier would have hobnails on the bottom of his shoes, very much like football cleats, because when you're fighting, you need a place to stand. You need to have good footing. In this passage, Paul is going to tell us to stand, to stand, to stand, and therefore your feet need to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Do you have peace right now? But if you don't have peace right now, I'll tell you why you don't have peace right now. It's not because of circumstances. Peace in the Bible is not the subtraction of problems from life. Peace is the addition of power to meet those problems. The Bible says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now, the only way you can live that way is to put on these shoes of peace.
That is the preparation of the good news of peace. Jesus made peace with the blood of his cross. And if you don't have this, if you don't have this, you're going to slip and fall into battle. So many people, I've seen them fall, not because of a lack of integrity and not because of a lack of purity, but because of a lack of tranquility. Something will happen. Some sickness, some disappointment, some financial reverse, some wayward child, and they lose their peace. You put on those shoes of peace so you can have a firm place to stand. Because if you don't, you may slip and you may fall. Then the next piece of armor here is the shield of faith. Uh, the, the Roman soldier also had a shield. It was about two by four feet. It was made of wood covered with leather. Because in that day, uh, they would take flaming arrows, dip them in burning in oil, and shoot them. Uh, perhaps uh, to inflict a horrible pain when a flaming arrow would hit, or perhaps to set uh, somebody's house or whatever on fire, and these flaming arrows were flying back and forth. And so Paul says, uh, take the shield of faith so you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, why do I need the shield of faith? What's Satan's attack? Satan's attack is going to be doubt. Now against uh, uh, the Christian, he uses lies, so I put on integrity. Against the Christian, he uses lust, so I put on purity. Against the Christian, he uses discouragement, so I put on tranquility. And now I take the shield of faith, and what is the shield of faith? It is certainty. It is certainty. I need integrity. I need purity. I need tranquility. And friend, I need certainty. I take the shield of faith because Satan is always shooting at me and shooting at you those fiery arrows of doubt, of doubt, trying to place in your heart and in your mind those subtle doubts, darts of doubt. But you know that a small fire can start a big fire. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. And so Satan wants to get into your heart, into your mind with some doubt. Put on the shield of faith. Take that shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the devil. Feed your faith. Starve your doubts. And when you get off to college, wherever you go, don't forget what you've learned. Don't forget those who taught you. And remember the Word of God. And carry your doubts to Jesus and say, Dear Lord Jesus, give me the shield of faith. And he'll do it. I promise you that he will. And that's the believer's certainty. And then next of all, he says, put on the helmet of salvation. Do you see that here? Look at it. He says here in verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation. A warrior would use a helmet to protect his head. Why would he do that? Obviously. If the head is wounded, nothing else works. And what is this helmet of salvation? It literally means a helmet of deliverance. It's talking about salvation going to heaven, but more than that. It is talking about a mind under the control of Almighty God. So where you have the mind of Christ, because a believer needs to keep his head so he can fight. And this speaks of the believer's sanity, the believer's sanity. When a person uh, gets saved for the first time, he has his right mind. I remember reading there in Matthew 5 about that demoniac who had been filled with the devil and Jesus saved him and the people came back and found him seated and clothed and in his right mind. 
A person really without the Lord Jesus Christ has a form of insanity. They are not with the mind that God made them to have. So you put on the helmet of salvation. That is your sanity. That is the covering for your mind. Now see how you're to be dressed up for the battle. We've talked about your adversary. We said that he is strategic. We said that he's strong. We said that he's sinister. He is all of these things. Wherefore, he says, take the whole armor of God. Put on the belt of truth. What is that? Integrity. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? Purity. Put on the shoes of peace. What is that? Tranquility. Take the shield of faith. What is that? That is certainty. Put on the helmet of salvation. What is that? That is sanity. Thinking with the mind of Christ. Now you're ready for the battle. Now let me tell you something. If you look at each one of these pieces of armor and think about it, they really represent Jesus. You just put on Jesus. Sometimes when I, I go out for a walk or whatever, just by myself, and I want a good thing to meditate on, I just keep dressing myself up in this armor. I just check myself out. Adrian, do you have integrity? Adrian, do you have purity? Adrian, do you have tranquility? Adrian, do you have certainty? Adrian, do you have sanity? Each piece put on with prayer because what you're really doing is simply putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's the third thing I want you to notice. We have talked about the warrior and his adversary, the devil. We've talked about the warrior and his armor. Now let's talk about the Christian warrior and his attack, his attack. We must join the battle. It's not enough simply to put on the armor. We've got to get into the fight. And so many of us want to dress up in the armor and sit at home. Some little boys were sitting around just talking and laughing, and the mother came and said, what are you doing? And they said, well, we're playing war. And she said, well, you, you don't look like you're at war. And they said, well, we're all generals. <laughs> now, I think a lot of us want to be generals rather than foot soldiers, and we want to play war. What is it that will uh, guarantee our victory in the battle? Three things. Number one is the place of our stance. Now look, if you will, in verse 13. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand, underscore that. And having done all, to stand. And notice in verse 14, stand therefore. Withstand, stand, stand. Now what does this mean? Friend, we have a place to fight from. We stand in the victory that Jesus has won. Notice what he said in verse 10. Uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. When you get into this battle, you stand at the victory that Jesus has already won. This is the reason that I say to people, we do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. This is the place of our stance. Do you understand that? If you don't understand that, you're not going to stand. You have to stand in the victory that has been won at Calvary. They overcame him, the Bible says in Revelation 12, by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame Satan that way. Second thing, not only the place of our stance, but the power of our sword. The power of our sword. Look again, if you will, in verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, <laughs> which is the Word of God. Now, we talked to you about all of the protective armor. Fine, it's good to have on a helmet. It's good to have on a breastplate. It's good to have a shield. But folks, you need a sword. 
You need to get into the battle. And God has given you a place to stand, and then He's given you a sword to fight with. Take the sword of the Spirit. Now, I'm talking about the power of our sword because ours is a very powerful sword. It's not like any other sword. It's not the sword of Adrian. It is the sword of the Spirit. I love it. I love it. You see, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, verse 12, for the Word of God, that's the Bible, the Word of God is quick and powerful. Quick means it's alive. Powerful means it's full of energy and is sharper than a two-edged sword. So, I love the Bible because I know there's incredible power in the Bible. Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, and the devil came to him. And the devil said, well, if you're the Son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Again, Satan comes to him to tempt him. Again, Jesus said, it is written, it is written, Three times Jesus ran Satan through with that blessed blade. Now, there's the place of your stance, and there is the power of your sword, and then there's the provision of the Spirit. Now, once you take your place to stand, you're dressed up in the armor, you're standing in the finished work of Calvary, you take the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, and then you look to heaven for your supply. So he says, praying now. Look at it. Look at it. He says here, uh, praying, verse 18, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, the prayer in the Spirit is where your supply comes from. Every warrior needs a supply. And every warrior needs a commander-in-chief to guide him and direct him. And when you go to the battlefield, you stand in the finished work of Calvary. You take the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, and you offer your prayer to your heavenly commander, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Not just mumbling some mumbo-jumbo. It is the Spirit that directs your prayer. It is the Spirit that understands what Satan is up to. You don't understand what Satan is up to, but he does. I was out in uh, Colorado. I have a general friend out there who helps lead America in, in the Strategic Space Command. <laughs> they keep those satellites up there high above the Earth in synchronous orbit, spy satellites, military satellites, the Space Command. I went into a very small room there for a briefing. It was an amazing thing. They said, what part of the world do you want to see? Well, show us Libya, because uh, Muammar Gaddafi was making some noises about that time. Show us Libya. On a big screen, Libya comes up. And we can see the streets and the houses in Libya. You could see the lights that were twinkling at that very moment in all of Libya. They said, if a missile is fired from here, we'll know it the minute it's fired. Sitting in Colorado, they're watching Libya. It's an amazing thing. I said, how can you tell whether it's a missile or something else? He said, you don't want to know. I said, why not? He said, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> so I said, I don't want to know. And I thought, here, from outer space, they're watching. I want to tell you, friend, we have a commander who lives up yonder. And he knows what is going on. He knows what the enemy is doing. Therefore, 
We stay in contact with our Space Command, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now, it's so important that we understand this, and I wish I had more time on this point, but the three things that assure your victory, number one is the place of your stance, the power of your sword, and the provision of the Spirit. We're praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. The sword is the sword of the Spirit. He's the one who knows how to wield that sword and to use that sword. Now, here's the final thing I want you to see, and that's the Christian warrior and his allies. We must unite forces. So, Paul says pray. Notice what he says in verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. Paul was a warrior, but he knew that he did not fight alone. He knew that we need to pray for one another because we fight with one another. We are not a one-man army. You're not a one-man army. Oh, if you're by yourself, then you've got to fight by yourself. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says one should chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. There's a synergy that brings a divine energy when we fight together. We are in this battle together. I need you and you need me, and therefore we must lock arms, join forces, and fight together. And do you know what this church is? Do you know what this church is? This church is just a big battle station. That's all it is. It's just a place where we come uh, to reinforce ourselves. It's a place where we come to get spiritual intuition and spiritual power and spiritual encouragement to go out into the fight because we fight not against one another, but with one another, against a common enemy. And I'm going to tell you, I'm heartbroken that many of our soldiers are A-W-O-L. They're just A-W-O-L. They're people who think that sometimes when they come on Sunday, they've done God a while favor. <laughs> I mean, really, they just come sit soaking sour. They never fight. They think that somehow they can be neutral. Folks, this is a battle. And I want to say several things to you. Number one, you choose sides carefully. Because if you don't follow Jesus, you're on the losing side. Choose sides carefully. Number two, you examine your heart and make sure that you've got all the armor of God on. Number three, don't try to be neutral. You can't do it. This is a fight to the finish, and Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. Number four, rejoice in the victory and live victoriously every day. Day after day after day after day, thank God you're to be walking in victory. And with that conclusion of today's insightful message, a reminder, as you prepare for your spiritual battle, remember your adversary, your armor, your attack, and your allies. You know, at Love Worth Finding, we love hearing how this ministry and the messages of Adrian Rogers have inspired you in your faith journey. If you can, we'd love for you to go online and let us know. Go to lwf.org slash mylwfstory. There you can submit your testimony or read others who've shared their stories with us. We often select stories to be shared throughout our Love Worth Finding community and we'll always protect your privacy. We can't wait to hear from you. Go to lwf.org slash mylwfstory today. 
Now, if you'd like to order a copy of this message, Christian Warfare, call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD to order. This message is also part of the insightful series, The Bible, The Book of the Ages, with a complete collection, all 12 powerful messages. Call that number, 877-LOVE-GOD, or you can order online at lwf.org radio. Or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Well, thank you for studying in God's Word with us today. Make sure you sign up for our daily heartbeat emails, and you'll get daily devotions and message links sent straight to your inbox. You can find that at lwf.org radio. And join us next time for more profound truth simply stated right here on Love worth finding. One of our Facebook friends wrote on our wall recently and said this, early morning, afternoon, or evening, Love Worth Finding Ministries always has a message, scriptures, or a timely word. I recommend it to all my family and friends that need a little help in making sense of their lives and of the times we're living in. That sums it up, doesn't it? We are so honored to share the truth of the gospel at such a time as this. And that's why Love Worth Finding is proud to present a new documentary film, Nothing But the Truth, in partnership with the film's producers. When you donate to the ministry this month, we would love to send you a DVD copy of Nothing But the Truth. This documentary exposes the cultural erosion of biblical truth in America and provides viewers with access to faith-strengthening truth from the Word of God. Request the DVD when you call with a gift right now at one 877-LOVE-GOD or give online at lwf.org slash radio. LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida. A supporter and partner of the Community Prayer Time Network. We've got a special anniversary today. 30th wedding anniversary. My mom and dad, happy anniversary to you. Thank you for your faithfulness to God. Thank you for your faithfulness to each other. Thank you for your faithfulness and love for our family. Oh, what a blessing this morning. We get to rejoice and celebrate that today. I tell you what, God is good, isn't he, folks? God is good. Here's a song from Hope Dars. It's titled, Peace Be Still. Maybe there's something in your life today that you need peace. You know what Dr. Adrian Rogers was talking about earlier? I've seen a lot of people fall, not because of integrity issues, not because of character flaws, but just because of a lack of peace. No peace in their life. Circumstances, trials, troubles, difficulties causes them to be without peace, and then they make a wrong choice. Listen to this.
It's time now for the Mefford Minute with Janet Mefford. Texas has become the first state in almost 50 years to ban nearly all abortions. The state's heartbeat law went into effect Tuesday, banning the killing of unborn babies around six weeks gestation when their beating hearts are detectable. Abortion advocates, including Planned Parenthood, filed an emergency appeal to the Supreme Court on Monday, saying that the law would immediately and catastrophically reduce abortion access in Texas, but the court did not temporarily block its enforcement. Life News notes that the law has incredible potential to save tens of thousands of lives, considering that 85% of Texas abortions performed last year occurred after six weeks gestation. Pro-lifers are rightly rejoicing at this historic victory, but one day it's the children themselves who will do the rejoicing, all because Texas stepped up and protected their lives. I'm Janet Mefford. For more of Janet's perspective, listen to Janet Mefford today or online at JanetMefford.com. Weekdays at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time in the afternoons. Janet Mefford today. I want to encourage you, if you've not taken an opportunity to tune in during the programming of Janet Mefford, why don't you go ahead and set your alarm and schedule a reminder for you to tune in to the Community Prayer Time Network today at 4 o'clock. Or better yet, i tell you what we could do. Listen to this. Download the app on your mobile device, your iPad, your, your cell phone, your tablet, and just take the Community Prayer Time Network with you everywhere you go. Never turn it off. Yeah. Live 365 app. Search for Community Prayer Time Network. Add it to your favorites list and take it everywhere you go. Or here's another thing you could do. Look on your web browser and search in communityprayertime.org. Let me give you one more suggestion. Use your Alexa device at home or at the office and say, Alexa, play Community Prayer Time Network on Live 365. There's a good idea. Now that'll work, won't it? That's right. Romans 11 verse 36 are good news today from God's word. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Romans 11 verse 36 are good news today from God's word. Temperatures in the 60s this morning. It's feeling great outside right now. Highs today to reach in the mid to upper 80s this afternoon. Full sunshine all day long. No rain in the forecast here in the eastern Arkansas Delta. It's going to be abnormally cool tonight with temperatures lows in the upper 50s. That's your weather forecast in the eastern Arkansas Delta. You're listening to your listener-supported online Christian radio, the Community Prayer Time Network. Music and programming. Because together we believe that God answers prayer. Here's Stephen Curtis Chapman this morning. It's 8.43 Central Time. Now there is, is no condemnation. Now there is no guilt or shame. For those who have been covered by the blood of Jesus And now the words of our accuser Have been robbed of all their power And the enemy has been defeated by the blood of Jesus 
So we stand with our hearts washed clean And we lift up our hands and sing We are more than
It's been a good morning as we lift up the name of Jesus, the name that is highly exalted above every other name. You know what? There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby man must be saved but the name Jesus. Do you know him today? Have you called upon him and trusted him as Lord and Savior of your life? If you've not done that, we invite you right now. Turn from your own path of life and trust Jesus Christ alone. Well, our good news today from God's Word of Romans eleven thirty six: For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forevermore. Now, Romans eleven thirty six 36, our good news today. Well, it's time for a moment of silence, about an eight-second moment of silence as we transition to the regular programming and music of the Community Prayer Time Network. Always looking forward to the top of every hour. We get to hear from a new programmer every single hour. Well, you let somebody know to join with us as we join together on the Community Prayer Time Network. Together, we still believe God answers prayer. 